Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks. Listen up, Auto Thoughts and Decepticons. Clowns. You're listening to Prime Cuts, a nonlinear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Audrey. I'm your other host, Nero. And we have finished watching season one, I do not care if they're called chapters, of Cyberverse. Didn't take very long. It's, uh, it's no. a short show. That's that's sort of how it goes with 15 minute long episodes. We, uh, we shot... I, tell you, I tell you what, I like ran through Adventure Time super quick. Oh, yeah. When I, when I actually like sat down to watch all of it. You know, I, I I know how good Adventure Time is. It is I I haven't sat down and watched the whole thing because it is hard for me to get past those early seasons. Yeah, because it is so like it hasn't evolved into what it became yet. Yeah, it, I mean, I think I think it's it's easy not not to spend this episode talking about Adventure Time, but I think it's easier to watch them in retrospect actually, mm-hmm. um, because you know what's to come. That's true. You're not just watching it going like, well, this is that was just 11 minutes of weird bullshit. Of nothing. Um, yeah. But like all the shit I see about like the these these miniseries they've been making and uh, the Fiona and Cake things. Wow, they're doing some great stuff over here. I should probably like get around to watching that. I never yeah. have. I personally really like Adventure Time, but like regardless of whether or not you watched it, it basically launched the last 15 to 20 years of cartoons yeah there's everybody there's been barely a single cartoon that has been released post adventure time that has not been influenced by it in some form everyone who is in the animation industry worked on adventure time pretty much all of the all of the big movers and shakers had some role there rebecca sugar was on adventure time yep she did the original stuff um ian jones quarterly Mm -hmm. was on adventure time um and if they didn't, if they weren't directly influenced by Adventure Time, then they worked for people who were, <laughs> like, basically. Well, it's impossible <clears throat> to say whether or not Cyberverse has ties to Adventure Time, but it probably does somehow. Um, I, so, the, like I said, this is the first time in any of these that I've watched something completely blind, pretty much. Uh, all the rest of these seasons we've done, I know I, I have watched it all at least once before and often multiple times before, but I simply had no, uh, no expectations of Cyberverse other than like the rumblings I had heard about it and some of the like scattered fucked up things I had seen, like the Velocitron episode. Yeah, though we, we've, we have barely touched the surface. <laughs> I'm excited. Scratch the surface of the things that Cyberverse goes into. It like the very funny thing, and we've talked about this before about Cyberverse, is that um, it will frequently like go into these like horrifying things, and then like the next episode will be like nothing ever happened, and it's like, hey, wait, can we can we go back for a sec? Nope. <laughs> what? Twelve minute episodes. We got to keep it moving. We got to keep going. We can't dwell on the past. Yeah. Just keep exactly. Talking. And it was an interesting uh, experience. I I liked it. I'm not going to say, you know, I haven't seen all of it yet, so I can't say really what my opinion is on the show as a whole, because on the grand scheme of things, I haven't actually 
seen that much of any of these characters other than like Windblade and Bumblebee, right? Like they haven't really been around for me to kind of get to know uh, as like their own incarnations. And I mean, the Seekers, other than Slipstream, they're all just sort of the same guy uh, functionally, right? Except for like, Thunder- Thundercracker, Thundercracker is a bit true. different because Thundercracker is he is <laughs> Thundercracker cannot catch a fucking break he in the show. Specifically, more pathetic. And yeah, there's like little bits that set them apart, but like anyone past Slipstream and Thundercracker is just like that's just a plain that's just plain guy. They don't really have pers- too much personality beyond that. And I'm sure eventually I mean, they can't even remember their genders. So yeah, they just they just keep switching them around. So, I mean, but, like, I, I like what I saw. I think the show looks nice with its clearly, like, much lower budget than, yeah. uh, than say, Prime. I am happy that there's no humans. I think it <laughs> gives the whole thing a weird vibe. But uh, it is, it, you know... We don't have we, we don't have time to dwell on that on that side of things. So we're just chugging all the way through, you know. Absolutely. And I don't. I mean, I like. Um, I think the action looks good for the most part. I would say, perhaps, my my biggest qualm and the thing I'm I might beginning be beginning to realize here. Um, I I think I don't like most versions of Bumblebee. Yeah. I don't like He's Cyberverse not... <laughs> Bumblebee. You don't like animated Bumblebee either, do you? I think animated Bumblebee is more annoying on purpose. And he is like, I am annoyed by him, but I understand the philosophy behind his character. I understand why he's like that. Um, I don't think this Bumblebee is annoying on purpose. I think he's annoying on accident. Eh, I'm not sure I agree with you on that. It's hard to say. I look... Because the thing is, I think I he's I, a goofy I, guy. He's a goofy guy who does goofy things, and that annoys some characters. And clearly he's meant to be kind of annoying and frustrating as, like, a concept, right? A guy who can't remember something. My prob- my main problem, my real, ma- the, the main barrier here for me is the way that they have done the radio voice in this show. Yeah. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's not great. It's so, he's so bad at impressions. None of these voices are good. And that's, that's really my I main mean, yes. beef with this Bumblebee. That's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. Uh, unlike Nero, I have seen Cyberverse before, um, at least the first two seasons. Uh, after that, I can't remember how much I watched. I haven't watched all of it. I, I know that much. Um, you never, so I, I that'll think be... you haven't seen like the, the big, big finale, right? Like the huge 40 minute episode or whatever yeah i haven't i ha- I certainly haven't seen that but um it's it Zyraverse is an interesting show um because it's kind of a placeholder in a way i think that similarly that earth spark is now um where they're like trying now like since like 2018 when the Bumblebee movie came out to sort of figure out where the franchise is going as a whole. Um, and you see that in, in the shows, you see it in, in the extended universe stuff. Um, you see it in the movies as well. Um, so this is unlike like prime, for example, which is my like favorite 
of the uh, favorite of the shows. Um, I don't think either of these necessarily had knew what their voices were going to be. Uh, uh, either either Cyberverse or Earthspark knew what their voices were going to be before they started and started just sort of like throwing spaghetti at the wall. Um, I think Cyberverse does it in a smart way through these very short episodes, right? Like as Nero mentioned before, clearly this does not have the kind of budget. It was originally just a web series. It did eventually air on TV, um, but originally was a web series. Um, didn't have the same sort of budget, but it was a, but that allowed it to be able to tell like this really snappy story, um, like we said, very quickly, um, and see what was landing with its viewers. So I think that it was actually done in a smart way. Um, it does mean that especially in this first season, things aren't as flushed out as they could be, but at the end of it, we start seeing some of the like real plot that's going to, to happen. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I do think, I, I will say, I know we haven't seen a ton of him, but even from this this season, Cyberverse does have one of my favorite star screams as the star scream enjoyer. He's just so fucking bitchy. Oh, I have, I've loved every scene that he is in in particular. Yeah. yeah. He's always, he is maximum, like, full burn bridges mode at all times, which I appreciate. He's, and he, more, more than that, he's astoundingly catty. Yes, he is. In a way. In a way that, like, few other Starscreams are. All Starscreams, most Starscreams are, like, mean and pathetic and jealous and, like, rage-filled. But he's just, like, he's a mean girl. <laughs> he does not hide. He is not a Starscream who hides his, who masks his displeasure behind a sycophantic shell like Prime does sometimes. If he, he he is very loud and opinionated and bitchy about uh, to everyone's face. Yeah, and he's, like, more personal than, like, G1 is, right? Like, G1, I would say, is probably the second cattiest. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah no, Prime's pretty catty, but... I think Prime... He, I wouldn't describe... He's catty, but he's also, like, so sopping wet meow meow and, like, also sort of sinister at his most competent. Yeah, that's um, fair. This, this Starscream does not seem particularly sinister. He is just, like the fuck he's he he is he is always <laughs> looking to fucking command the room and tell everyone exactly why they suck yeah um anyway he's he's i don't know how they did it how they created a bitchier version of starscream that had ever been made before but they did it which is like hats off to the cyberverse team for that i uh the this version of grimlock so far is the biggest departure for me yeah because he is, he is. I mean, it, and it's not even like gr- the the role he plays is that much of a departure. I Grimlock is often like a kind of adventurous Commander. character who goes off on his own sometimes and has these crazy adventures with the Dinobots, but he never really has this kind of like Flash Gordon esque personality. Um, he, this Grimlock is not really a brute. He's not particularly violent. He's not arrogant or any of the other things. At least in his base form. Yeah. When he, when he goes dino mode, he gets a little bit of that old G1 Grimlock flavor, but it's not nearly as, um, acrimonious as some Grimlocks can be. Yeah. But, uh, he's, he's, he is a fun spin on the character that still keeps the, uh, the core of his character intact. You know, I look. I don't mean to always mention 
rid 2015 Grimlock in a disparaging manner when talking. It about just comes this. out. <laughs> but like, come on, that I don't know who that guy is. Like, he's a fine character. He's I remember he he's one of the aspects of the show I actually end up having some fun with. But like, I don't know that man. I don't know that guy. <laughs> Um, and yeah, like Windblade, of course, she's, she, a few of the characters are very familiar. Windblade is, is pretty similar to her IDW self. Shockwave, I would say is very much prime Shockwave. He's a little bit less, he's obviously a little bit less scary than prime Shockwave is, right? Prime Shockwave is basically a Terminator with a genius brain. Um, and yeah. he's way less flat than that Shockwave is. And I think Prime Shockwave might still be my favorite Shockwave. Either that or Animated. But um, but I liked this Shockwave a lot. We saw, I think we saw the most of him out of any of the big-name Decepticons. Um, him or Starscream. Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously towards the end, Shockwave takes on a big role. And we, I, you know, we get we get a little bit of that shockwave is doing fucked up experiments flavor. I love that shit. He's making he's making Frankenstein's over there. Yeah, I also like that this shockwave like gets annoyed. Yeah, he is not as like I said, he's not as as flat as a lot of other shockwaves are. Like once again, prime shockwave never gets annoyed pretty much he is he is unflappable he is always logical but this shockwave he is yeah he is like a vulcan yeah but this shockwave you know he's got an expressive little eyebrow um he's he's he can get a little a little pissy sometimes so like is that the most possible shockwave no but it is a fun character yeah oh god who else is there i mean you know I, I've talked. I I still don't quite like this uh, prime we have, specifically the voice. I still the voice is taking me a lot of getting used to because it's just like it feels like mobile game Peter Cullen, you know. Yeah, I mean that, that is kind of like the idea of it. Like I'm not gonna lie, which is weird um, because I don't feel that way really about. Megatron. Megatron. I feel like he's doing something a little different, but I I think you just have a weird hang up about Peter Cullen's look, voice. Maybe <laughs> look, it's a, you know it's an imitation. Sometimes there are things you can't imitate, right? Um, sure. But I you know there's there are guys who make entire careers out of sound like Peter Cullen. I don't, this guy. I think I think this Optimus needs to lean more into the Captain Kirk, right? Cause that's kind of the that's kind of what I get from him vibes wise in terms of his like design and you know obviously all of the Star Trek stuff, uh, all the Star Trek pastiche on the arc. But like we just need he he needs a little bit more softness. I think he's always bombastic. He's always a hundred percent. I yeah. need to see him below a hundred to kind of kind of get a get a get a hold on him. Um, and I think it's tough because I can't really talk about my feelings on any of their character. Oh, I guess there's Shadow Striker. Who... Oh yeah, Shadow Striker, one of the best original characters created for a show in years. Yeah, like once again, I'm pretty sure there was some fucking random botcon exclusive toy named Shadow Striker like ten years ago or Doesn't something. Doesn't count. But this is the first actual version of that character. 
And yeah, she's great. I love an unhinged woman with problems. This is a show about evil women, I will say. Yeah, I re- Slipstream is great. She's, it's like, she's the commander of the Seekers, and she's smarter than the rest of them. But, like, only by a little bit. She's still, I, I think a lot about when she tried to chase the chase the spaceship into space uh, and fell out of the sky because her plane mode can't go to space. So then she had to go get her own uh, spaceship to chase after them. Just like Iron Man. That's very, like, that is a very characterful choice to me of just, like, she gets tunnel vision. She wants to kill yeah. Windblade so bad. Yeah, and I mean, we see this again in the last episode, or second to last episode, when everyone gets drawn out from the ship again by their arch nemeses doing gay little dances that piss them off. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, the the thing that I am wondering about, you know, because I feel like season two is actually where the show starts, because so much of this season is bumblebee memory fun and and going back and 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 learning about all these characters like beforehand so i am looking forward to seeing what they actually start doing instead of just what they have done you know yeah it feels like we can't get anywhere with these characters until we're at a status quo that can support that and right now and we we finally reach it at the end of this season yeah, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I have any other thoughts. Um, I, I don't mean, think I w- so. Do you want? I will say the thing about this being a placeholder. I was thinking about it, uh, and but and then Earthsburg being a placeholder, and I think that their format and their release is the thing that makes them feel the most like that. This being a web series and Earthsburg being a streaming series, because like, it's weird. We know, we know that really television as it existed like even 10 years ago doesn't exist anymore it's kind of gone but it still feels cheap or like not as impactful if it's just like oh here's a show on streaming or here's a here's a show released on the web and it's just like well it, it doesn't feel as real it's um it's the same thing with movies and like eventually that will stop being the case i'm sure but it's like you know, I look at Cyberverse and it's just like, well, this seems like a like a side project. This this doesn't seem like the main thrust of the franchise. It isn't the the movies I feel are the main wing of the franchise now. That is where the effort and the money goes the most because that's what gives them the most returns. Yeah, I mean, listen, summer blockbusters are always going to uh a, make money on their own, and I, B, sell more toys. Yeah, though I do know that, along with every other summer blockbuster that released this year, uh, Rise of the Beast underperformed compared to the other movies. But that's just another, that's really more of a side effect of everything is getting too damn expensive. Um, like how they were surprised that they made a $370 million Indiana Jones movie somehow, and it only it only made $10 million over its budget, so it's a flop. Well, like, what do you, where did that money go? It's an Indiana Jones movie. I wish every studio a very die. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it for, for Cyberverse thoughts. It's just hard to, like, with a, with a, it's, it's so brief and, and there's, it's, it, and so it goes by so fast that there's not a lot to, cl- oh, 
Uh, I like the one human that we cited this season. The single human child. Oh, right. Never going to see that again. That was a hologram. It was actually a hallucination. Remember when they blacked out an entire city to bring Grimlock back to life? No yeah, it was fine. Everyone was asleep. Fine. Everyone was asleep. It's fine. Everyone in Cyberverse goes to sleep at 6 p.m. Uh-huh. Wake up. Sure fucking do. They wake up at like 4 a.m. and they do their whole they do their whole uh, work day. And also everyone sleeps like a log. Everyone is an extremely heavy sleeper in Cyberverse. Yeah. And what about it? I wish. Yeah, honestly, seems like a nice place to live. Just like just relaxing, nothing to worry about. Don't even know about the gigantic alien fleet moving in. It's fine. But I suppose now it's time for some questions. Which, yeah. Uh, we don't have any on Twitter. Which who knows how much longer we're gonna have a Twitter if if Mr. Musk goes to <laughs> make everyone pay for it. Absolutely fucking not. I don't know, Chief. I'm. Uh, <laughs> That'll be He's the got thing jokes. That, yeah. I, listen, I will. Uh, I I never gave him credit before, but I'll 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 give it to him now. Elon's got jokes. Yeah, funny jokes, sir. Haha. <laughs> why aren't Why aren't you laughing? Oh, you're serious, are you? Huh. Okay. Cool. Did you see the thing about him interrupting uh, Grimes's Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven session? Oh my god! Why pistol? is he not in jail? Why is he not in jail? Well, I mean, I know the answer, but holy know... shit. Also, because he didn't know how to fire that fucking thing. It wasn't loaded. It was a flintlock pistol. He threatened people's lives. Whether or not that was a credible threat, that man should be in jail. And he's like, put me in the game. And they're like, well, we have this soft with this stuff we put with these cybernetics we can put in people's heads. And like a like a fucking baby baby brain. He's like, oh, just like Neuralink. Okay, I'm satisfied now. He's so fucking stupid. It's unreal. It's unreal. I can't keep talking about this. Let's ask some questions. Bro, those things cause us a side effect called cyberpsychosis. Is that just like Neuralink? Okay, uh, from Cyber Aurora, Aurora. We have to get. We have to stop. We gotta go. <laughs> it's one. It's once again that time of the season again. A bit quicker than last time, but hey, not complaining. So one and all, I once again present the Velocitron Memorial Prime Cuts Awards. (laughs) (laughs) Categories for nominations include Worst Bumblebee Voice Impression. Oh, God. Okay, I can't remember what it actually was. I think it was like Schwarzenegger. I think it was I'll Be Back. Yeah, that was a really bad Schwarzenegger. Any of like the actual movie lines that they simply could not afford to license yeah um, anytime he does a bogart impression uh yeah person personally the one i am most annoyed by is anytime he breaks out the killbilly accent it doesn't, <laughs> it's just not funny it, it doesn't sound funny it's not a good none of his voice cast a guy who makes good voices if you're gonna do this you got that's step one this is like sub TikTok material he's putting out here. It's fucking it's fucking absurd. All right. Well, moving moving on from Nero's personal vendetta. Um, I hate that man and I will do everything in my power to make his life miserable. No, he's fine. Uh most valuable MVS, most valuable seeker. That is slipstream without question. Yeah. Like she took the most initiative, she made the most gains. She, She's like, actually gotten stuff done. 
Now, she hasn't gotten a lot yeah. done, but she's gotten things done. And she's held her own in fights. And yeah, she has she... the best, like, fight record for sure. Yeah. Um, and she actually has a brain that she uses. Sometimes. When it's not consumed by Windblade. Yeah, when 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 it's not. Oh, you want to fuck me so bad? It makes you look stupid. Um, least valuable seeker. LVS. Okay, 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 okay. I I know that the the instinct here is to say is to say Thundercracker, right? Uh huh. Because he takes the most L's. Uh huh. I'm gonna say Thrust, because Thrust doesn't do fucking anything in this season. So like, yeah, Thundercracker got his ass beat literally every time he was on screen. Including once by um like a like a fucking shockwave drone or whatever. Or no, by Teletrain X. But Thrust didn't do anything. Thrust didn't even show up for work. I'm still gonna give it to Thundercracker. He, you can't he, take that many L's and come up on top. Or not yeah, rock bottom. It's he's he had a I I not I, I, I mentioned it. Him being beaten by Teletrain X does actually make him the least valuable seeker. That's just fucking embarrassing. It's a or it's like a orb. It's you got beaten by Wheatley, like in a fight. Yeah, <laughs> in a physical fight. Um, most gruesome off-screen injury, probably just like the entire der- uh, destruction of Velocitron. Yeah, that one's pretty bad, but um, you know. Everyone just got Thanos snapped there. They, we've had way gnarlier uh, depictions of the cosmic rust, right? Like, remember how Ironhide dies in the third movie? That shit's fucked up. Um, I'm going to go with the the voice box removal, actually, because it it's, it's gnarly. Oh, you're right. There, that that gets, was a cutaway. He, he gets in there. That that is a cutaway, and it is a cutaway that makes it worse. Like, yeah, because you don't see anything; you just hear it, and also you can just imagine, like, oh, he's just doing that with his fingers. Yeah, yeah, no, there's you're no, right. There's no laser blast. There's no sword. He's just ripping it out. All right, Nero. This next one's all you. Most egregiously incorrect dinosaur fact. The most egregious one is still Pangea 65 million years ago. That's fucking... <laughs> how do you get that, that wrong? How do You're you fuck sick. up? You're sick. How do you fuck up that bad? Like, come on. <laughs> this is element. Watch Bill Nye. It's in Bill Nye. Oh, God. My head... I am lightheaded. We must move on. Uh-huh. Um, okay, uh, after that is uh, our last one here for this round is Best Teletran X Moment. Uh, the uh, three minutes that it looked like he was dead. Um, I, I'm going to go for that as well, but only because he goes off, like I said before, like the guy in Skull Island. Yes. <laughs> Where he's like, I'm going to save this, and then just dies uselessly. <laughs> it's uh, pretty funny, you have to admit. Yeah. There's also him, once again, beating up Thundercracker physically in a fight, which is very funny. It's pretty good. Um, there's also, I guess, his like conversation with Teletran 1. Yeah. Which but is that's... good because of Teletran 1. Yeah, that's not on him. That's on Teletran 1. Yeah. Never, never mind. Um, okay, that's it. Thank you, right, Aurora. I a real one. No more Teletran 1. Best jokes. 
Got yeah, pour one out. Pour one <laughs> out for the funniest character in this show. We gotta fucking hear Teletron X now. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you, Aurora, as always, for putting these together. It's always a bunch of fun. <laughs> um, Nero from Disney Minus asks, Will Blur be the fastest and outrun his death from earlier in the season? No. Look Unlikely. I can tell you, no. <laughs> that dude is dead as fuck. <laughs> You know um, what's funny? You know what's funny about that yeah. blur? Do you know how do you do you remember how DW one blur dies? It's kinda similar. Um he dies evacuating people when Unicron is consuming Cybertron. Oh yeah. Much Everyone more heroic dies. death, uh, frankly. Um Everyone dies in the I not the people he saves. Yeah. The Comatose Omega Supreme does die though, because he's just sitting somewhere. That's sad. Oh R.I.P. big man. Starscream. He also goes out in a cool way, though. He does go out in a cool way, and debatably, he's not 100% dead. Soundwave fucking taps into the afterlife. That's cool. Yeah. Um, from Slipstream Sam Real, what if they went into Bumblebee's mind? They found. <laughs> Uh, when they went into Bumblebee's mind, they found personifications of his core emotions, like okay. the hit movie Inside Out. Okay, so I have an idea for this because I, I just recently watched the episode of Teen Titans with all of the all of the internal Raven personalities that are different colors. We take mm-hmm. all of the various Bumblebee redecos and cast them as bits of Bumblebee's personality. Cliff Jumper is obviously anger. This, Sorry, this... could you? I I missed. So, you cut out for a second there. Uh, I, I recently watched the episode of... Yeah, with, with Raven. I got that part. So we cast all of the Bumblebee redecos of the past as his as bits of his personality. And Cliff Jumper is obviously rage. Oh, I, yes. I, because, see, I see where you're coming from. Because he's always the redeco of Bumblebee these days. Right. I mean, how many, besides Cliff Jumper, okay, so how many redecos are there? There's Cliff Jumper, there's Bug Bite, there's Wasp... Um, okay, I don't know these people. I don't uh, know these men. <laughs> Wasp is Envy because he's green. Bug Bite is like... I think Bug Bite is fucking despair. Bug Bite is like nihilist Bumblebee. He's like depressed Bumblebee. I thought there were more Bumblebee redecks. There must be more Bumblebees. Oh, there's like Glyph and Tap Out, I guess. This will get some real deep cuts there. But look... The point is, you could make a version of Inside Out with Bumblebee redecos. You could do it. Mm. I wouldn't want it to be this one. I'm nodding my head. I want it to be Prime Bumblebee. I like Prime Bumblebee. Oh, I just remember how bum- this Bumblebee makes like the electronic noises, but he doesn't. But he's got a mouth, so it looks fucked up. I don't like that. Um. Yeah, I think you. I think that's pretty good. Um. Mimas the Gay Daphnis asks, if you had to go to the grocery store with one transform, who would you go with? Does this answer change depending on where you go, i.e. a Trader Joe's versus a Walmart? Shockwave will tell me the most logical deals. I was literally going to say Shockwave because I know his ass is in and out of there as quickly as possible. We do do not need to go down the chip aisle. We have plenty of nutrition. We have McDonald's at home. What? Exactly. <laughs> like, he he will keep you on task. He will keep you away from frivolous purchases. He will keep that bill low. And yet yeah, he with will the inflation, the with inflation the way it is right now, I need I need that man's uh, couponing skills. 
He is he has already has the next fucking three months of meal planning set. He knows exactly what he's getting. He's had he he has the uh life hacking money saving capabilities of a nineteen fifties housewife and the racked match. That's right. Shockwave as extreme couponer is uh wonderful to imagine. It's pretty good. I'm I'm enjoying this world we're creating. Because, like, okay, so Shockwave, yeah, he's the logical frugal one of, of the Decepticon command. Starscream is, is the fucking guy who's always asking to spend more money on, like, dumb bullshit. Starscream only buys brand name. And yes. Shockwave's like, you motherfucker, just get Dr. The gen- Peppis. The generic is just as good. There's literally no difference. It's about the prestige! I can't be seen drinking Dr. Bob. Um... Yeah. From, uh, and a follow-up to that, sort of, it, from Cyber, Cyber Aurora. Uh, what Transformers have a Costco card? Ratchet. Okay. I don't know why. I just, he's, all, he's, he's always old man-coded. And I feel like Costco card is like old man behavior somewhat. Okay, in this one, I think it's Slipstream, because she is an army to feed in very little... Yeah. Uh, very little <laughs> resources. Yeah. If you keep those secrets happy, you gotta bulk buy those fucking cup... Energon like, uh, cubes. Yeah, you gotta bulk buy that shit. Because holy shit, there are a lot of... Including seekers who just show up randomly in the middle of battles out of nowhere. <laughs> like, you gotta keep track of those guys. It's, ha- it's hard feeding an army of infinity planes that share a single brain cell. <laughs> like, once again, like the fates and Hercules pa- with their eye yeah. passing it around. <laughs> Yeah, they, all of the secrets share one brain cell, Slipstream gets one half, and the rest of them just kind of have to pass the other half around. Yeah. Um, Disney from... No. <laughs> Nero from Disney Minus. <laughs> Disney from Nero Minus. Oh god, the Mirrorverse. <laughs> Nero from Disney Minus asks, uh, which Transformers golf, which ones are a member of the country club, and who are golfing at the country club where High School Musical 2 takes place? For those that mm. fall on the last option, do they join in on musical numbers? Okay. So, we we know Mirage is in the country club. He's a bougie oh. bitch. Yes, absolutely. Um, Sunstreaker as well. Yes. Um, in this show, that is absolutely Starscream. Oh, you, yeah, Starscream he, and okay. the Coneheads. I want to be very clear. Starscream does not golf. However, he is a member of the golf club, of the yes. country club. He never, he, literally the Coneheads golf for him. Yeah. They're registered as his caddies, but he never touches the clubs. He's just there bitching about everyone else. You won't believe what Shockwave did to me the other day. Can you fucking believe this purple bitch? While sipping on martinis. On Energon martinis. Yeah. Um, uh, animated Megatron kind of goes goes to the country club, but he is he is he doesn't golf, or he does, but he's always animated Megatron exclusively uses the country club as like a as like a a, a vector for gaining mater- like financial support from rich idiots. He's doing the sweet talk. He's doing the wine. Yeah, he's dive. listen, listen. I'm a fundraiser. Okay. People yeah, didn't know doing, that's my job. I know. I know doing, what it's he's like. He's doing all that shit, and he is. He is. He is. He. We know that he is a very well-spoken Megatron, and he's. He's sort of a more aristocratic Megatron. Um. Who, okay. 
A High School Musical 2. I've never watched a High School Musical. I can't answer this. Which one is the one at the golf club? I assume it's High School Musical 2. It is, but I can't remember the song that happens. Because the only one Uh, I remember from that movie is I Don't Dance. Because it's the best one. I don't know. I feel like the ones... Rodimus is definitely the most likely Transformer to be in a musical. That that's simply yes. true. Um, but I don't know, I, and I feel like he de- he definitely would be Troy Bolton in High School Musical Two, uh, stuck between two worlds of wanting to be a theater star, but also wanting to be a footballer, but also maybe wanting to be a golfer, and maybe Who else wanting has... to move move up in in society. Who else has main character syndrome? It really is. I mean, I guess Blur. Yeah. Blur. <laughs> I'm just imagining an IDW1 Blur musical biopic directed by Thundercracker. That's definitely that's definitely out there somewhere. I can't I can't get over the image of What I was stars. really seeking was his love. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> uh Thundercracker should win every Oscar. That's what I think. <laughs> Well, he does. The, the greatest, That's... the greatest cinematic voice of our time. <laughs> he turns into an F twenty two Raptor. Listen, he can fit into the auditorium, and that's all that to, matters. Yeah, he's got to. They got to clear a section for him. He's got to sit in the back. <laughs> he's transformed out of the parking lot. Buster accepts the award for him. No, I mean that's an actual panel in the comics. God. Okay, we gotta move on, or else we'll just be thinking about IDW one Thundercracker and smiling. Um, from Curly Straw Mystery, I was really enjoying the different premises, the t- different premise for the series, and now it's just G one. If you could make up a new default setup for a Transformer series, what would it be? It is kind of just G one now, <laughs> including the part where they're really not trying to be in disguise at all. Well, why would they? There's no one to be disguised. Around. That's true. <laughs> There's no fucking point. Um. I mean, okay, so, like, you know, obviously, well, that's one option. The other option is the prime, like, clandestine infiltration shadow war that's all about keeping up the masquerade. I... I kind of, from what I know about Earthspark's whole setup, I kind of like it. It's a you weird new direction. I, uh, well, yes, Earthspark has an interesting premise. Um, I want an IDW t- um, phase one phase two series forget you the wanna... war fuck the war i want to see what happens when the war is over yeah that that is definitely the most interesting part of the of the comic i think there is some good stuff in the earlier like pre uh john barber era oh for sure like with uh, listen i love phase stuff. one as well but Phase 2 is is where it gets spicy. Post-war, you get a bunch of fucking political intrigue, you get a bunch of weird shit. I like that. Yeah, exactly. I want to see what it actually looks like. Give me a show that actually looks like, shows the concepts of, like, democracy and peace and, like, building a government from the ground up, basically. Um, And... And from what I understand, Earthspark is also kind of set post-war, but I want a post-war yeah. Cybertron series. I want like Correct. a... Yeah, I, I basically... Do I just want an adaptation of the Rid comics? Maybe. Perhaps. Listen, do I want do I want Starscream to have a modicum of success ever in a show? <laughs> yeah, I do. Sorry. Can my man so- catch a dub? 
sorry, sorry for being the Starscream enjoyer, but I would like for him to get a W at some point in a TV show. So yeah, give me, give me the Rid comics. Also, like the again, like I, I know, like I'm a particular Starscream enjoyer, but so is like most of this Transformers fandom. Starscream's love- like the single most <laughs> most popular character in the franchise. The people love Starscream. So, if they want a series that's going to make bank, an adaptation of Red would be pretty fucking good. And you can also do, like, there are ways that you can do, like, the other stuff without, like, going off in a different Lost Light series. Um, You know, like, there's, you could still have Megatron and Optimus being weird and homoerotic with each other. Um, like, I, I think, like, literally just make... Like a fucking weird political drama set on Cybertron. That's yeah. what the Robots in the Skies comic is. Like, just do it. Yeah, literally. G- give me Robot West Wing. I'm not joking. I'm like, st- I think starting with the trial would be so amazing. Like, I think that would like literally first episode open up on the trial. Yeah. And, like, and then yeah, you can yeah. like... You could, like, flash back to see how everyone got in their position and, like, you know, including Starscream, etc. But, like, I think that would be ugh, so banger. Anyway, that's what I want. Yeah, that is kind of the, the direction left they have to go, right? Like, they could do some other stuff, I guess. But that's the, that's the shit that would go crazy. You'd have, like, disparate Decepticon splinter cells led by, like, different guys with different goals... Like there's a cell that Soundwave is leading. There's a cell that Shockwave is leading. All all of your all of your like weird B-list Decepticon leaders like uh, Scorponok and Bludgeon. They're all out there, yeah, doing shit. And like, fuck, now, it's not like you won't have like uh like any 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 action to do. There's plenty of action to be had in a show like that. Now I will say there are two other directions that I think would be new premises. Um, that are less interesting to me, but like would be brand new premises. Mm-hmm. One of them is essentially Star Trek Transformers, where Ooh. they don't go to Earth. So following a series of people, maybe maybe in the middle of the war, like with Star Trek and like Klingons and um, Romulans or whatever. There are some do you know the the war for cybertron like novelizations or the aligned novelizations yeah i haven't read them but yes I, a I, couple I of those them. books are basically that i think there's yeah. one where they go to like quintessa so like yeah. right exactly so stuff like that that's like much more of like a like i i'm i'm sort of inspired by like rom versus the transformers um, yeah right where it's like uh, idw1 more than any other part of the series i think of, of this franchise except later parts maybe of g1 uh really explores um what cybertronians roles are as members of an intergalactic community yeah. um and i think like that's interesting um and then the other thing i could do <laughs> which you know if they're going to go in for a penny in for a pound but might, might as well do it give me the fucking hasbro cinematic universe i'm so serious I'm so yeah, serious. Give it. me give me a series where My Little Ponies and G.I. Joe and Gem and the Holograms and Star and and the fucking Transformers are all there. 
Yeah, like I'm, they can't they can't be cowardly and keep the the ponies and Jim off in yeah. their own corners. It all has to be in the same big slot. Correct. 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 You you want to do the GI Joe? Fine. Give me the Hasbro cinematic universe. I am not joking. Put those fucking wizards in in the core of Cybertron like in the comics. There's wizards down there. Fucking you have all D&D and magic as well. Don't think I forgot that you own Wizards of the Coast, you motherfuckers. You also maybe just, what if you just, just adapt, uh, just adapt the Wreckers trilogy into like a miniseries. Just, just make it, just make a Wreckers trilogy animated series. Just do it. <laughs> that would go over so badly, Nero. <laughs> that would be catastrophic. Uh, I, I, I admire your vision, but my God, would that be a waste of money? <laughs> it would be dreadful, but. But uh, I think they should waste more money on cool shit that very few people will like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'll I'm... watch it. Uh, you'll have one fan. But uh, but yes, my my hope for a, a a default setup for a Transformer series is the post-war era. Give me Robot West Wing or give me Death. Now what? That's it's cool. There's a lot of shit you can do. Yeah. Um. Completely different, also from uh, Cass's. What trans? Which transformer would be most tran- fascinated with IKEA? Swindle. Receptor. Swindle. Swind. That's a buffet. Is it though? Like all their shit works. All, but it's so <laughs> cheap and it's so easy to pocket stuff. I, I guess. I, I guess the thing is that Swindle is like. I need to figure out what the fu- uh, What's the angle here? What are they getting out of it? And he finally understands, like, it's the meatballs. The meatballs are the key, Brawl. And Brawl's like, I don't... What are you talking about? He buys all the blahages and sells them to trans women at a huge upmark. That's right. Up right. <laughs> He's like, I... I we'll live like kings, Kabatacons. <laughs> He's like, hey, RC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking... IDW one our fucking badass murder murder lady RC. You know she has Blahage. like five Blahages. Oh yeah, all Aileron bought bought her all of them. Yeah, whenever anyone comes over, she's like they're Ailerons, and Ailerons like they are not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally from Veer again, um, you know from Disney minus piggybacking off of this, this being the uh question from Cass about the different premises the different premise for the series what would be Decepticon Decepticon team for this setting are they just a team of similar size as the Autobot team or do they have grunts to be cat and fodder do the grunts have names and and character arts so each of the three that I suggested have different yeah well I think I already I made my suggestion already already which was the like disparate splinter cells of like yeah. sub factions led by like scorponok and Soundwave and and whatever and what have you and like those are like those are like seven guys each tops right like they're small right um and also like the the idea of decepticon teams is is different in this sort of setting um yeah in something like uh, the Star Trek thing I mentioned, I think it would be really fun if, like, the Romulans and, like, the uh, Klingons in Star Trek, that they did have these, like, parties that, like, they got into shit with sometimes. Yeah, like, you get, you, you get a fucking, uh, what are those big, the, what are those big ships called? What, the the, the we- Warbirds? Is, 
Yeah, uh, no, the the ones that the scavengers like. What is that class of ship again? It's like the. Oh yeah, I don't know what it. <laughs> but like but the, I do know it's called things, the wet ass pussy. Yeah, the the WAP, the weak anthropic principle. <laughs> um, but yeah, like though you you encounter like Decepticons, uh, like raiding planets or infiltrating planets or doing some other Decepticon shit or other or you encounter deserters or science teams or like other shit right like but i don't think megatron is in that show i don't think any of the like no absolutely he is he is like distant he is fucking they talk about him a lot he's talked about all the time right but he he shows up like twice yeah exactly um and then for the um <laughs> the crossover it's just g1 baby yeah get all the guys in here get all get pump that 80s nostalgia up yeah well i think that's it for questions which means we're wrapping up soon but before we do nero is gonna announce our next season in a move of shocking uh, i'm (laughs) zagging on everyone who could have guessed my choice is uh it's 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 transformers animated season two I just, I just really like it. It's, I think it's a good show. And also, season two has some fucking crazy episodes in it. They just think it's neat. <laughs> I just think it's neat. I like it. Watching uh, watching Teen Titans for talk cycles this past week has made me remember, oh yeah, Derek J. White was a really good like character designer. So, he made some weird fucking guys. Yeah, we will be starting that in a couple weeks. Next week... I mean, I'll be. look, see, season two, look, let me tell you, animated season two has Swindle, Wreckgar, Starscream clones, Constructicons, the fucking Elite Guard, more, more Sentinel Prime. You can, you can have Starscream clones once. You, they, uh, look, some of the, some of the show more than once, but some of them have a bad time. <laughs> But yeah, season two animated coming next month. And hey, uh, guest spot. If you want some guest spots, hit me up. I'll get you on the schedule. We can work it out. Yeah. We'll talk about like the one where all of the human villains team up in a Legion of Doom style situation, <laughs> uh, which I believe that is, uh, which I believe the name of that episode is the Society of Ultimate Villainy. Silly. SUV. Oh. Yes, of course. Uh, we we have been Prime Cuts. You can find us for on Twitter for now at Prime Cuts Pod. Um, jokes. He's got jokes. He's he's laughing it up. Uh, you can um, near. You can find me on Twitter for now at Dragon Smoocher on co-host at Dragon Snuggler and on Tumblr at Cyclonus with a five Tumblr dot com uh d- t- cyclonus.tumblr.com that's a five at the end. crushed it as words um you can find my various other projects in various other places that ready free heidelin uh ready just publish our second episode of the new format on uh the various like political leaders of the arizona alliance and how fucked up all of that shit is just entirely um also talk cycles as i've been talking about this month is about the 2003 teen titans show the first season of that 
uh, coming coming soon here. That is at talk. Or I keep saying at. There's no ats on Tumblr. It's talkcycles.tumblr.com. Uh, Teen Titans is a good show, by the way. It's it's still good. Yeah. No. It's a it's a classic. Um. That it for you? That is it for me. I'm Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr, Twitter, LOL. Uh, <laughs> Blue Sky and co-host at Optimal on Prime. That's my funny robot internet joke. You can listen to the other show I do called Prime, uh, Pot of Greed, um, which is about Yu-Gi-Oh! I haven't been able to be on in a couple weeks, but I will be on for this week's episode. Um, I don't actually know what's going on right now because I've missed many episodes. So I think things are getting wacky. That is my understanding of it. Um, and uh, We're in five Ds. Um, I've been casting a radio drama that is being actively worked on right now and we'll hopefully have more information soon. And I'm starting a New York foodie podcast on the Moonshot Network called I'm Eden Here. Uh, I think that's it. And Noise Space at XYZ. Look it up. Go listen to things. There's so many shows out there. Good God. Uh, just hours of free content for your listening ears. You could spend two years of your life just listening to Noise Space um, and nothing else. I think probably more than that. <laughs> you could you could spend for eternity. It stretches unto forever. It is the ageless void. It is the alpha and the omega. That's right. And it's, well, and it's in heat. <laughs> okay, well, until... <laughs> Oh, uh, last night, uh, streaming the, let's see, the, the twin, the, the, the weekend of the 29th with maybe a restream on October 1st. I will not be there. I will be out of the country. Have fun. Lucky you. I, it is. It, it is lucky me. We, we together, well, the, the Discord, the Discord listeners, we got to put our heads together and figure out where those baby Dinobots came from. I don't want to well, think about it. Well, when a mommy Grimlock and a daddy Grimlock. <laughs> where, did the, where did the mommy Grimlock come from? Where did they come from? Anyway, until next time. Two Rexes I, having sex. I am going to slide into the uh, checkout line at the Cyber Costco with my palette full of Energon cubes to feed my hungry Seeker Legions transform and roll out. Um, I'm going to turn my uh, TV on to the marathon that they keep showing of Robot West Wing. Wow. Things have really gone downhill since uh, the writer's strike, huh? Uh, Transform and roll out. Peach. Peach.